Now more than ever, the industry that fuels the world needs the right people to modernize and unify a global energy platform. The transformation is both digital and cultural. Join us as we explore strategies for success in the hyper-competitive war for talent here on the Energy Workforce of Tomorrow podcast, hosted by the IBM North American Oil and Gas Team. Hello and welcome to another episode of Energy Workforce of Tomorrow. My name is Jason Duff. I'm the, your host today and also the IBM North America Oil and Gas Lead. I'm solo today as a host, but I've got two very young people with me, or very intelligent, young, and dynamic people with me. I was thinking about this going into 2024, and the view was I wanted to talk about social media and AI, probably more social media, and how the impact of the workforce and how we as maybe people that didn't grow up with telephones in our hands and have had to struggle learning social media, learn and listen from the ones that have coming out of university and college and what type of roles they're looking for and the importance that social media and AI will be for our energy workforce of tomorrow. Let me introduce two people. I have Anastasia Willison-Duff with me, who's my daughter, which we'll cover in a second, and Gabriel Innie. Good evening, both of you. Hello, Jason. Hello. Hello. So Anastasia, ladies first, can you introduce yourself to the listeners? Yes, so I'm currently in my last year of college, um, completing my Bachelor's of Business Management, finally graduate in June, and then hopefully trying to get into the marketing world. Cool. And where are you going to uni? The Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandise in Los Angeles. Okay, and you'll get a job soon, so I don't need to keep giving you money? Come on. I'm joking. And let's come back to what you want to do in the future, Anastasia, at the end. I almost called you darling. Let's not go there because you're my daughter. Sorry, there you go. And I won't call Gabriel darling, but Gabriel, please introduce yourself. Uh, my name's Gabriel Laney. I just recently finished my associates in merchandise marketing from the same school. And now I'm thinking about going back into school and finishing my bachelor's in digital marketing. Good news. And I guess, I assume you guys, you both know who I am and what we do. You've listened to the podcast, but are you comfortable talking about social media for the workforce? Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. Let me kick it off and give you guys a sort of, we'll pass it to Anastasia and then Gabriel, and then we can just go from there. So in the past, as I said, just now, you know this podcast, I talked to you both pre the show, we record this podcast and really this social media that we use is LinkedIn, Facebook, but clearly not on business, but on the business side, it's usually LinkedIn just now. There's talks about, do we use TikTok? Do we use other social I can't even remember the names of them that Anastasia, you and your mom, et cetera, threw at me and Lydia. What do you guys use as social just now? And then where do you see other people working in social and other industries, et cetera? Anastasia, do you want to take a view of that? What's prominent just now? I think I got into Facebook when I was very young because that was like mm -hmm. the top hit of social media, but that gradually died out when Instagram got more popular. It was then Instagram for a period of time. And then Snapchat came in, started introducing streaks and stuff, which got people to use it every day. So it's kind of gone from Facebook, Instagram to Snapchat. And although Snapchat is back up and growing with companies because they are one of the highest paying companies to content creators. But ever since I think TikTok came out in 2020, if I'm not wrong, and that's kind of the biggest one that I use today, I could be scrolling on it for two hours and not even realize so it really is like a loophole okay and gabriel you're not so much of a social animal than anastasia right I'm, yeah you, you don't use not it so much. Much as anastasia right 
Yeah, I mean, I'll scroll through Instagram once a day or twice a day for short periods of time. But I think Anastasia and I use our social somewhat differently. Anastasia is more about posting content and looking at things that she enjoys, whereas I'll use social media for learning more than anything. Got it. Do you have any in-view in terms of how industries are selling through this? Forget oil and gas a second, but just general industries. Do you see industries coming through these sort of TikTok, Instagram, etc., reaching you guys in terms of, is it consumer? Is it business? Is it IBM? Anastasia, any views? First, then we'll go to Gabriel. I think a big percentage of it, especially on TikTok, is companies reach you through advertising. So it's not exactly them on TikTok and you following them. It's more so specifically them hiring people to advertise for them, like these big content creators that we have, and then seeing the brand through that. But even so, I think I would say majorities of companies do have Instagram. But on the TikTok side, I say a lot of companies are kind of scared to go into that because it is so new and because a lot of the older generation typically don't know how to operate around it. You call me older generation. How dare you? (laughs) Gabriel, anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest parts is just mostly advertising. But I think what they're trying to get at is to establish some sort of connection between the customer and the brand. They want it to go beyond just buying a product. They want to make customers identify with the brand and share the same values as them. That's a big part, and that's why social media advertising has become so big ever since COVID took off and is still going on right now. Got it. And Gabriel, one of the conversations you and I had last night on this, prepping for this one was, and correct me if I'm wrong, but your view was a lot of our work or the current work just now is being farmed out, let's call it, to people like you and Anastasia that says, hey, get me onto social, get me onto Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok. And your sense to me was that's the wrong way to do it, right? Can you just explain that, Gabriel? Or correct me, first of all, and then explain to the audience what you're thinking about. What I've seen in the past from different companies is they only want to bring in the young people because they think that because they're young, they know how to do things, whereas that's not right. They bring them in and they don't have the knowledge or the proper experience to run their social media. So instead of promoting the brand itself or the products of a brand or whatever it is, they're somewhat promoting themselves more than anything, which is the wrong way of doing things because they're shedding light to them instead of the brand, instead of the company as a whole. Explain that a little bit more then. Imagine it's Jason. I guess what you're saying is I have a sports brand or a consulting brand, Jason Inc. And I gave you, Gabriel, the TikTok account to run. The TikTok account is going to look more like you, look, touch, feel more like you versus what I really need the message to be, correct? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. And is that just because we just don't know? Because I could write a scope and tell you how I want to make it and feel it, but is that still the wrong thing? Is there so many variables? I think it depends on your business model and what the company does, because I've seen companies that do it that put someone as the face of the company for all their social medias and sometimes it does work but most of the times like if you tell me ibm is going to do this i wouldn't know if that would work or not probably not (laughs) yeah but with certain companies with their certain business models it, it sometimes does work it's not always the right way to do things and i 
would never tell you to do it that way. But sometimes it does work. Got it. Now, Anastasia, just following on from that, anything to add to that one, but the, also the thing, again, you and I were talking about today was how there's different algorithms, which we all know, and clearly some of the audience are understanding about AIs coming up, and Gen AI is the biggest thing, generative AI, and how do we use it? But clearly, algorithms, et cetera. But you were giving me a view that certain platforms use certain algorithms. Is that right? Yeah. I'm not too sure on the algorithms around the other social medias, but I know for TikTok specifically, there's a lot, a lot of algorithms. And I think a majority of the time when it comes down to companies using someone younger and then becoming the face of the TikTok, that's because typically in order to grow in TikTok, you need to be posting more than three times a day. And that's a lot of content that people can run out of ideas. So often it's just like basic ideas of following trends, which includes the face of the person. I think that's majority of the time where that comes from. Sorry, I was getting to the other point, Anastasia. You told me that TikTok specifically, again, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm learning all this. See, <laughs> I am listening. But on TikTok, it's more about listening for a noise. Is that right? Again, I found that amazing last night, but the algorithm is more noise, correct? Or the music or the sound. Is it yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. So TikTok, they've just introduced a photo feature, mm -hmm. but majority of it is short videos and they have trending sounds. So if a sound is being used every day by a lot of people, if it's going up by 100,000 users daily, if you use that sound, your content will be pushed out to more people. Whereas if you use a sound that's completely really old, no one's used it in a long time, that content won't typically be pushed out. And sorry, again, just for our listeners, a sound could be music. It yes. could be a very specific sound on a drum. It could be a voice, correct? Typically, it's music, outcuts of music. A lot of people speak over TikTok videos. And actually, that has become more popular because they're pushing that content out as their algorithm has changed because... TikTok wants to prioritize longer form videos. So now you can film up to 10 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So go back a little bit. I want to talk about this podcast and what you think to do, because it gives us a view. And then I want to go do the oil and gas business, and then we'll start looking at the future. Both of you know I've got this podcast. We've been running it for a year. We put it on LinkedIn. We've got some good audience, but a few of us were trying to work out where else should this, it's energy workforce of tomorrow. So guess what? I'm really reaching out to some of my colleagues, but I'm really very interested in reaching the next Gabriels and Anastasias. What would your, and again, it's not just my podcast, you know, Mark LaCour, you both know them, and OGGN, we've got 16 podcasts. We all have the same concern. What would your view or advice be to people like us of how do we reach you guys? Not so much of the content, but which platforms and how would we do it? Or do we take Snapchats or videos and put them into TikTok? Any views? I think gradually... As the content on OGGN is an older typically yeah. thing, I think if you want to reach the younger audience, Snapchat, I think, is going to die again. I would predict that. Wow, you've heard it here first, listeners. There you go. We do use advertising, but I think it's just gradually going to die down. But I would say Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. YouTube is upcoming again because of YouTube Shorts. That's because dad watches it all the time and you always take the mickey at me at home that I'm watching YouTube. You see? Dad's always right. Live on all of these platforms. So that helps businesses get a connection with the audience. You're right to say oil and gas, we need to attract more and consulting, 
more than the Gabriels and Anastasia, specifically in oil and gas, because we've had bad press. You know why? Because of oil and gas just being in the wrong place at the wrong time, CO2 emissions, everything's all bad and dirty oil, etc. And what we're trying to do is advertise and bring the right people in and understand that we will transform our industry into more energy transformation, etc. So that's important that we get the messaging out. So do you think we should be putting the podcast out on things like TikTok, clearly in different fashions, but we need to really seriously, if we wanted to reach people like yourselves, Gabriel, I do need to consider these other platforms, right? Otherwise, our message isn't going to get through to the right people, correct? Yeah, you have to be absolutely everywhere to get your message across nowadays. If you don't reach one customer through one platform, you'll be able to reach him through another one. So you have to be everywhere, everywhere. Let me try test that out then, Gabriel. So this podcast goes to iTunes. And again, I'm just thinking of just this as an example, which is probably a lot of other people as you put something out there, whether it's on the web or something. But I'm assuming my knowledge, and again, you guys are going to laugh at me at this one, but Instagram's either going to be a video or a picture. TikTok's going to be a five seconds of this pitch. And then you, do you direct everyone back to the base, the, the podcast on iTunes or the web? Is that how it works? Is there a core and there's literally these items then feed back in to see where the item is or not? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Unless you were to upload the whole video in YouTube after a couple of days being in iTunes, and then you put the whole live version on YouTube. So I could sit on my sofa and fall asleep to my own YouTube data program? Basically. You, you know I fall asleep a lot. So just a quick one on oil and gas. What do you guys see, if anything? So remember, again, for the oil and gas, do you see anything on... YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, in terms of anything from BP, Shell, Exxon, Schlumberger, or SLB, sorry, NOVs. I would guess it's very little if you've seen anything, because it's probably not reaching you. I've never specifically seen any of the big companies. I know I have actually come across a woman that talks about it on TikTok. can't remember her name, but... That's interesting. I've seen on my whole two years of TikTok. Okay. Gabriel, anything just on your side? Again, no is a good answer, as Anastasia said. I don't mind. It probably doesn't surprise me, really. I've seen a bit, but it's mostly from people just around the United States, and usually what they have to say is bad stuff. That's usually where they go. Gabriel, you made a comment late in December on one of my LinkedIn posts because actually you came along to a party and met some of the oil and gas guys. So that was the first time you generally met oil and gas and talked about, I think you were surprised about Red M, et cetera. You got any comments of that? Was that interesting for you? Yeah, I think it was great meeting all these people. I mean, I always thought that the oil and gas industry was very rigid and just very not friendly. But after meeting everyone... That big- party, no, no. That's only because you know me. That's only because yeah. you know me. <laughs> No, I get your point. I think that's the bit why we need to get more social, right? Is get out there and get people to get to know who we are and what we are. Absolutely. Meeting all these people was great. I mean, they were so friendly and so caring about everything, really. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Yeah, I think IBM and all these oil and gas companies can make an effort into being more social and trying to push out who they really are and what they stand for. Yeah. You know, Gabriel, you saw your, your own eyes and you, Anastasia, what we're trying to do with Red M, yeah. which is a corporate sort of arm, if you like, sitting with the oil and gas community in Houston and then expanding from that, but trying to fight sex trafficking, trying to eliminate it because it's a huge issue in Houston. And what we're trying to do is raise, use 
the skills that we have as an oil and gas community, as well as transitioning, really think about how do we give back to the community. For me, that's brought a lot of SLB, NOV, as we know, David Reed's sort of really the center of Anastasia, but bringing SLB, Halliburton, IBM, BP and Shell all together, Plains All American, and actually do something about it, which then makes people feel good, etc. We're trying, between David, myself, and some of the core team members of Red M, we're trying to go out and use different social platforms to get that message out. Maybe that's an easier way for us to do it that learns some of this. Again, remember, we didn't live or we didn't grow up with this. Maybe that's how we cut our teeth and then come back to the business and industry and see how we actually get it out. Maybe that's a way of us learning. Yeah, I would do that. Before I met you, I didn't even know IBM was working with oil and gas. I had no idea. And I would ask people around, my friends or their parents, if they know that IBM is working in oil and gas, and they'd say, really? And I go, yeah, they have no idea. So I think getting that out would also be good. Is that good feedback for me that says I'm not doing my job then? That's what he's No, no, no. I'm joking, Gabriel. And again, I appreciate the openness, and that's exactly what we want to do in this podcast. Let's turn it to you guys a little bit. What do you think... What type of roles? So you're both coming out of senior years, both coming into the industry. What type of roles? Let's start with Anastasia. What type of roles are you looking for? What skills? Forget the industry just now, but what type of roles and social media will play for you in a perfect role for you in a company? Putting you on the spot now. <laughs> I've always been pretty social. I love digital marketing, but also the more analytical side of marketing. But I think digital marketing specifically, because it's so new, and I would say there's a connection to it with psychology, and it's just so in your head, and sometimes we don't realize that you can get so influenced that you don't realize, but you know the topic of being influenced. Mm. Pretty powerful thing, and I love how you can connect with different people, the way you come across socially, not just as a brand, but on social media. And I think I love that side of it. What type of social media platforms would you be using in digital marketing? I think I know what it means, but is it everything that we've talked about already? Is it TikTok? Is it Facebook? It would be everything. But obviously, I think, as Gabe said, depending on the company, it depends on which socials they use. So I think majority of the time, every business, in my perspective, should have an Instagram and a TikTok especially if you want to reach the younger audience. Before we go to Gabriel, I know that you're doing something for a dog home just now. Is that right? Well, I do know it's right. But can you just explain that to the readers in terms of what it is? Because again, whether it's a dog home, whether it's an oil and gas business, whether it's just Jason, Gabriel, and Anastasia's business, this is the type of thing we need to be doing with social. But can you just explain what you're doing for them? So it's a foundation in Los Angeles, and we rescue dogs from shelters that are about to be euthanized. And I'm on the social media team along with other girls and this is kind of trying to get the message out to the people and I mean it's actually surprising how much social media comes hand in hand with that because people will message us through Instagram and say oh we'd love to adopt and then we send the adoption application or people will want to foster and transport majority of the time it's not even through email we actually communicate with people that want to help us through Instagram interesting I asked if they were on TikTok and they tried to go into TikTok in 2022. One so successful and kind of dropped it. And they actually said to me, if you want to go into TikTok, we have no idea about it. You would have full reign with that. 
which I think is amazing. I'm pretty happy about that. But it's funny how much social media plays a role and how we communicate with the people that help. Just out in your own, why did you think that they failed in TikTok? Again, was it just not knowing which audience, the messaging or? If I go back and look at the page and the content that they have on the TikTok page, and it's funny because it's little things that matter. So even the quality of your videos, if you've got a lot of filters on your videos, that will be pushed away. Filters? What does that mean? Like black and white or I could turn my face orange. Stuff like you alter that. That's what I do in the summer under the Houston heat, as you know that. I try and go brown and I go sunburnt orange. I think a lot of it was just quality of the videos. They weren't proper outreaching. I think they wanted to get into it just because it was kind of a new thing and they were hearing of it, but not as successful. Gabriel, what about you then? What type of role would you be looking for in in a new sort of role into a company? What would social be as part of that? I think I do enjoy working with anything that has to do with marketing, whether it's creating content or looking at data. Anything with marketing is good. I also like management and being some kind of strategist for companies and coming up with different solutions on how to fix things. I do really enjoy that too. Takes me on to the next question. So let's start with you, Gabriel, then we'll do Anastasia afterwards. When I was a few years ago, when I was going to day one, let's call it day one work. (laughs) That was a long time ago, I know. But literally there wasn't this digital, clearly sort of you you got in and you picked up a brush, you asked what to do and you were a, a junior. This is very, very different because as we know, there's a huge transformation going on and you've got the skills and you've grown up with some of the technical skills or the platforms that call it. Actually, you guys will need to learn in the same way. You don't go this bald after 30 odd years of working without going through it, but there's a certain thing that you've got. So I'm interested in how's that going to be? How's that going to feel to you guys? Because there needs to be a win-win Because if we go an old way of you guys coming in as just as juniors and say, Gabriel, just listen to us and get off and working, we're going to lose a value add of you going, but Jason, you don't understand TikTok and here's what you do in business. There's going to have to be a win-win on both of us. It's going to be quite difficult where it's not saying, hey, I know everything. That's not what I'm saying either. And there's no arrogance. There almost has to be both sides thinking, dude, if I use a Gabriel or an Anastasia of one of the generations coming through, I can be very smart and you'll probably learn from it as well in giving. Have you thought of anything of that in your interviews, et cetera? Has that come over? Is it not coming over yet, Gabriel? Yeah, I have thought about that in the past, how many years ago, let's say you or my dad will go into a job and the only thing you wanted to do was learn everything about the company from whoever was above you. And I feel like the scales have sort of tipped it more to our favor now, since we have a lot of knowledge that your generation may not have. I'm not saying it's 50-50. I think you guys still have probably like 70 and we're at 30 or 60-40. It's important for both generations to learn from each other. But I feel like in the future, it'll be the same. I mean... When we are where you are right now, we'll still have to learn from the younger generations because it just becomes a cycle, really. Yeah. Anastasia, any thoughts on that? Anything to add? Say the same. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I can imagine some listeners saying, hey, get back in your box, guys. You need to learn the old way and we'll show you. We can't swing it like you say 50-50 or 60-40. It's just going to be 
dude, there's so much knowledge that we've picked up. You know what it's like. Things happen in industry or things happen, people die. An error occurs and you've taken a system down and the experience of dealing with that with the people, with the clients, how do you deal with it emotionally? For me, that comes as part of your career and your progression. You're right, there's skills that we need and we need now. I talked about it. Right, talk about specifically the podcast. I only put it on LinkedIn and that's it. So I'm missing a huge opportunity. And I probably do need someone like you guys that says, okay, where should I do it? What's going to happen? Interesting. Yeah. You got any view on social in five years? So you'll be five year five into your career. You'll be a heady 26 years old, 27. Where do you think social is going to be? Again, Anastasia already killed Snapchat. So that, well, it might come back, wouldn't it? But Anastasia, what's your view of social in five years in the workplace? What do you think we'll be doing? I don't think we're near that end time of it. I think it's going to still be growing hundreds and hundreds of years. And I think companies will get more to using it, especially if new platforms came out. I know that Threads just got released. Too familiar with it. Um, I know a lot of companies straight away jumped on that like immediately because we saw the rate of TikTok growing and people thought Threads was going to be the same. So a lot of companies jumped on it. And I've actually heard of a few big companies that my friends work for and they've actually pulled away from it now. Like they immediately jumped into it, but because it wasn't going where they thought they've come back. So I think in the future, companies are still going to utilize social media, I think, of course. But I think they are somehow going to rely on the younger generation to get a hold of that. Have you guys heard about generative AI, Gen AI? Does that mean anything to you at all? Anastasia, give me a view of what do you think that means? I mean, I know the concept of it, like the whole computerized stuff coming out. The first thing that comes to my mind is chat GPT, but there's so many other ones. And I think especially being in college whilst it's coming out, it's interesting how different people are utilizing it. But in terms of companies, I think we actually had this discussion in one of my classes and one of the girls was worried that it's going to take over her job and stuff. And I think, yeah, as much as it's growing, I don't has the power, obviously, to take over the world. It has over some jobs that we've seen in supermarkets. They've now got self-checkout, which is throwing out the people that worked in customer service. But I think in terms of that, it's not going to kick out the whole job population. Work smarter, I think it really is, isn't it? It's going to work us smarter. Yeah. What about you, Gabriel? Any tools that you've heard on Gen AI? The reason I ask is we throw this term around in the business and it's the biggest thing you just look at linkedin and everyone's a gen ai expert it's how do we take all this data on standard platform and then feed and take various ways and algorithms that can then make a difference but gabriel any views or is that getting enough play at your level i think so yeah gen ai is going to continue growing and it's going to exponentially grow really we're only at the tip of the iceberg still. <laughs> I think there's still so much growth for this. And for what Anastasia said, one of her friends said that she's scared the AI is going to take over her job and all of that. I think at some point it will. And I think it already is in a lot of companies, especially with marketing, because it's such a creative field. AI can already do most of it. You'll see companies and they had 50 or 100 people working for in marketing to do creative and now they only have half of them because all they have to do is input commands in all these websites and they do the job for a hundred people i think it will continue growing 
And yeah, it's a bit scary if you cannot keep up with it. Do you think we'll all get a bit of a view of more social eminence as a footprint, Gabriel? Something else we spoke about last night. Just now, again, remember, it's still new. I'm probably the only one in my sector, my industry sector, that actually does a podcast. I don't know if podcasts are the future, is it not? It's an interesting one. We talked about Joe Rogan last night and a huge gap from where OGGN is, which is the oil and gas platform, to this middle ground of what is it? But do you think we'll end up talking about Gabriel, Anastasia, and Jason having social footprints more and more importance in business? Or do you not think it will go that way? Yeah, I think we do. We're starting to see a lot of that. And we have for a couple of years. I think COVID changed everything, really. It was the point where it changed the whole industry, especially with marketing. Everyone had to acclimate to it. And the people who weren't able to, they stayed behind. And a lot of their businesses went under because they couldn't keep up with it. When it comes to our social footprint, I think it is a big topic that a lot of people are starting to realize and they're starting to adapt to it as well. Let me finish off then and wrapping up. It's been your first podcast. Who would your business leader, who do you look up to that says, wow, this guy's transforming businesses? You know, a young Gabriel any would love to look up to and he's got the right principles. Who's that for you, Gabriel? Oof, I think there's so many of them, but right now the one that comes up to my mind is Joe Rogan. I think he's gone absolutely amazing. He is a leader in everything that has to do with social media marketing. He's transformed the industry, especially in podcasting. Just like he said, he's at the top and everybody else is at the bottom, no matter what. I would agree with you. I think there's a massive gap. He's just taken this huge stride and there's a bunch of TikTok people. And we talked about last night of millionaire TikTokers, et cetera, but No one as good as Joe Rogan. I reckon you could easily fill that gap, Gabriel. That's an easy one. It'll be a difficult one to do. I'll give you 10 years. All right. We'll try and have them. (laughs) Five years. There you go. (laughs) Anastasia, which leaders do you look up to that you think, wow, I'd love to be that person in the next 10, 15 years or whatever you want? Who do you look to? I think two that immediately pop into my head is one, Rihanna, specifically with Fenty Beauty. I mean, it's literally quoted in some magazines that she revolutionized the makeup world because of all the shades that she's done, and she really got her sign out there. Oh, of course, because she went, so I'm just thinking, she went from pop star, pop star, how old am I? But pop star, and then went into the makeup industry, right? Yes, and she also has an underwear line. Oh, that's right, for different shapes and sizes, doesn't she? Yeah, so she really do the whole thing. And I think the other one, I would say... As much as this is controversial, Kim Kardashian, I absolutely love her. I think sure. I seriously think she is a businesswoman, and I will stand by that. So let's have a conversation about that because people will be going, no, no, no. It's just a a family that have done nothing. But what really appeals to? Give me your view. Forget all that. What's your real view of why? Why she really made it for you, and what would you get out of looking at thinking, yeah, that's exactly what I want to take? I've never asked you this personally either, actually. I think the whole family as a whole, I mean, the mum, Chris Jenner being the mummager, the manager of. Mummager, that's quite a good word. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. They just work for all of them. They each have their own individual thing. And I think for Kim Kardashian specifically, in my head, obviously don't know her personally. When I look at her, when she wants something, she'll go for it. And especially, I know she's doing the law degree but also with her Skims line. Mm -hmm. She recently released a bra that has 
a whole different design that I personally think oh, wow. completely changed everything. She's just very put her mind to it and she knows how to communicate with her audience in order to pull them in, to keep on pulling them in. And the family as a whole, they know how to do that. That's very cool. Admiring both of you. And I do hope you get to, I think you're both wonderful young people and you'll make your stuff going. So just last quick, oil and gas. Would you ever work in oil and gas? Would you ever consider working in oil and gas? I think I would. I think there's a lot of potential there and it will be awesome. Just meeting all these people from the party and getting to know them. It feels like a fun environment to work. And by the way, we're transforming the business. The reason I'm asking for it is it's a real interest one. A lot of people will say no, and because of dirty oil, as you said, Gabriel, sometimes. Others, we do need transformational people coming in and transforming it. It will look more like utilities and an energy company than oil and gas eventually. And as we transform, we need to do it. Anastasia, could you see yourself working oil and gas? I could, to be completely honest, wouldn't be my first choice. Um, more of a fashion makeup girly in that sense. I understand. But I think it would be a consideration, yeah. We can put you in high-vis jackets, sort of the guys and the girls need to wear different suits and the units. You should talk to Mark LaCour about that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, both of you, unless you've got anything else, yeah, let me give you the final word. But I would just like to say thank you very much for joining me. I thought you did fantastic well on the first podcast and we do need people both like you who will be leaders of the future and we need to listen to you guys and understand. For me, it's even just been a, you guys know me, I'm always asking about what we should do socially. You've given us some great ideas on TikTok, et cetera, and Instagram, which I may be asking you and nudging you of how do I show this on my podcast to show that we can do things. Gabriel, any last final words from you? Is there any comments? No, I just wanted to say thank you. I thought it was great. Good fun. And Gabriel, what we'll do is we'll put you and Anastasia's name and details in the show notes. So if you want to get a hold of either Gabriel or Anastasia, whether it's on another show, whether it's a role, which I'm sure both of you do want, hey, you could be the next podcast, him and her. We might be looking at Richard and Judy podcast. Gabriel, you won't understand who that is. It's a UK show. Anastasia, any final words? Do you enjoy the podcast? It was good. Yeah, very good. Are you going to put this out on TikTok now and do a little bit of a Snapchat and then we'll try and work? You can help me and I can help you. We can try and make it go viral. Let's do it. By the way, let's embarrass her, Gabriel. What's your biggest TikTok you've ever done? How many, what would you call it? Watchers or watchers? What's a watcher? Watchers. <laughs> watcher. I do. What do you call it? Follow? No. Views. Views. How many views did you get on your best TikTok? Let's embarrass her, Gabriel. 40,000 views. So how did that happen? Just the music again or just what you were doing? She's beautiful. That's what it's my daughter. I don't mean to do anything on purpose, but I think part of it was trending sounds, high quality videos, like a clean look and kind of just grab people, I guess. You know, if I got it, we could get 140. <laughs> Let's do it. I am choking that one. Anyway, Anastasia, Willis and Duff, Gabriel and thank you very much. Guys, out there, listeners, I hope you enjoyed that. If you want to be the next Anastasia Gabriel, you want to get a hold of them, there'll be show notes, as I said. If you want to be the next them and want to come in and sort of give your views of the energy workforce of tomorrow, please get a hold of me and we can do it. That's a wrap. Thank you, Gabriel. Thank, Thank you, Anastasia. You. Cheers. Join us again next week on the Energy Workforce of Tomorrow podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. To learn more, go to OGGN.com. Oh.